One of my favourite road shows, there you go, one of my favourite shows is the Village Roadshow Antiques. Who's seen the show? Antiques. I love that show. It's where people find out they're coming to town and then they grab stuff out of their house and they go and they say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? My grandfather. I love the episode where a Philip Patel watch was brought to him and he's like, you know, it's my great grandfather's watch. You know, it was passed down. It was passed down from early 1900 and, and the guy's like looking at it and he pulls it out of the box. It's in pristine condition and he pulls it out and he's holding it and he literally looks at it and he says, I don't think I've ever held a watch this valuable in my entire life. Like this is just insanely, insanely valuable. And so the guy's sitting there. It's like this is something he's had in his house for years and years and never really taken the time to appreciate, never really taken the time to notice, never really understood the true value of this treasure. And so he's sitting there and he says, well, you know, what do you think it's worth? And the guy says to him, look, conservatively, I think this is a $250,000 watch. 250. Can you imagine if you, I can see right now that people are going to go home, pull out all their watches Granddad gave them. You know, unfortunately, I know my dad, so, you know, the Casio is just not going to cut it. But anyway, <clears throat> but they're going to pull out these watches. But imagine having this incredible treasure in your home the whole time and you had no idea what it's worth or what its value was, and yet it was there with you the whole time. Adjunct to the story, they actually decided to take it to the Southersby auction, and the Southersby auction sold the watch not for 250,000, not for 500,000, not for a million, but for 1.6 million dollars. 1.6 million. Can you just get your? I can't even fathom that figure, and you're thinking, man, it's a watch in a bedroom. It's just a watch in my cupboard that my great-granddad gave me and it's worth $1.6 million. I want to say this today because I think there are treasures that we are unaware of. There's a treasure that we don't understand. Speaking of treasures, <clears throat> for you beautiful people who are on the front two rows, we celebrate moving forward. If you would like to just take a moment and duck under your chairs, not like crawl under them, just look under your chairs. There's a treasure under your chair. That's what you need to know. <laughs> and uh, where, where is the beautiful where's the beautiful Amelia you know so Peter there's also a chocolate for you my friend and your friend you know reach on under um, now because we want to make this so fair if you find more than one chocolate why don't you just share it with somebody around you <laughs> Okay, this uh Yep, yep. And Bianca's just sconning people in the eye, you know, so uh, anyone who just lost an eye, we're really sorry about that. All right. Okay. There's moments in every preacher's life where you lose control of the crowd and you don't know what to do to bring them back, this is one of those. There <laughs> are certain things that they don't teach you at Bible college. You go to Bible college, you learn all this theology and all this great stuff. There are certain, they don't teach you what to do when somebody has a heart attack in the middle of the service. They, there is no Bible course for that, just so you know. There is no Bible course for what to do when the kids all start throwing lollies at the people's face behind them. There's no Bible course for that. Um, but I wanted to say, 
There are treasures in our house that we don't know about. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the great I am statements from the Gospel of John. I am, I am, and I am. And there was these seven incredible statements that Jesus made to the people of his day to reveal to them that he is the treasure of infinite worth that surpasses anything that they could hope or imagine or think about. That he was the treasure they'd been waiting for. And I want to say to you this morning, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is still an incredible treasure that surpasses the chocolates everybody's eating, that surpasses a watch of $1.6 million. It surpasses anything you could ever imagine. If only we could understand that this treasure is available to us right now, right in our home to enjoy, to partake of, to appreciate. And so Jesus uses these seven statements through the Gospel of John to point to the Jews of his time and go, I am this incredible treasure that you have been searching for. The prophetic words from Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel have spoken forwards hundreds of years before my arrival. And then he turns up on the scene and he says, I am the one, I am the Messiah, I am the great I am, I am the one you have been looking for and searching for for hundreds of years, I am here. And seven times he speaks it out. He says, I am. Last week we saw Jamie said that I am the resurrection and the life. And he used this incredible, honestly, I was so moved when he used this incredible illustration about artwork in museums and art. And and what's what's the word? Art museums. That'll do. And he said, when the people went in and they destroyed this incredible artwork, or they damaged this artwork. And instead of just throwing it out, instead of ignoring it, they resurrected the artwork. They took the time to repaint it. They took the time to repair it. They took the time to resurrect the artwork. And I love the way he shared it. I loved, I was sitting on the front row and I was thinking, man, I want people in this house to know that your life may have felt like it's had somebody take a hammer to it. That your life may feel like somebody slashed it and cut it. That you may feel damaged and destroyed. That you may feel that you're no longer worth anything. And I want to say to you this morning that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. That no matter how damaged you feel you've been or become, He wants to redeem you. He wants to restore you. In fact, He wants to resurrect you to new life. I love that illustration. And so for the last few weeks, we've been talking about, he said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. But the problem is, it's not just knowing it, it's actually taking the time to feed on the bread that satisfies the hungers and the appetites that we all so desperately need filling. He said, I am the light of the world. And we talked about it being a lighthouse on the hill that helps us guide through the fogs and through the different difficult times of life. But if we don't navigate by the light that He blinks out to us, then we stay lost in the fog. We stay running the risk of damaging ourselves on the rocks of life instead of just looking to Him and going, God, let me navigate by the light of the world. He said, I am the good shepherd. And we talked about how he is the good shepherd. How did we say he was good? Because he was willing to lay down his life. It wasn't just enough to say, I'm a good shepherd. It's like, dude, that's a claim for yourself. But when he goes and lays down his own life, we realise that's a shepherd worth following. That's somebody I can trust 
and follow. He said, I am the gate or the door of the sheep. And as we pass through and we trust Him, we become the sheep of His pasture and He leads us in and leads us out to good pastures. Are you still following me this morning? We have been looking at these incredible treasures that Jesus reveals Himself to the Jews of the day, but that doesn't stop there. He's revealing Himself to us today. He says, I am. And this morning we're going to look at John 14, verse 6, where he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man can come to the Father except through me. I am the way, I am the truth and I am the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the way the truth and the life. And we read that story and I'm sure many of you guys, our youth and our young adults and our more mature congregation have read that statement and read that scripture and you go, I am the way, the truth and the life. But today I want to take a moment and dig a little deeper. Today I want to take a moment and unpack the meaning behind that. I don't want to just breeze over it. Oh great, he's the way, the truth and the life. And we can say it like a parrot. I can teach a parrot to say that word but it has no cognitive understanding of what it means. And I feel like sometimes in church and in Christian circles, we have a bunch of people who can say, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. See, I didn't even read that. I could just memorise it and repeat it by rote. But it doesn't have any meaning unless we apply it to our life. So I want to ask you this morning and I want to unpack it a little bit. What did he mean when he said, I am? So we start with the first word. He revealed himself to Moses on the hill where there's a burning bush and Moses is there and he says, set my people free and you can, you're talking to a burning bush, right? That's already pretty amazing. And so he says, well, when I go down to Pharaoh who de- decides that he's divine and, and he tells everybody that he is a God, when I go down to him, he's going to ask, who's this God that you talk about? And so God reveals himself to the burning, through the burning bush to Moses. And he says, tell him, I am that I am has sent you. I am. Not I was and not I will be, but I am. I am present and I am God in your life right now. That's who you tell him I am. When Jesus turns up 2,000 years later, he stands there and he says, I am. And every Jew hearing him make that statement immediately understood he was comparing himself to the great divine one from the book of Genesis and the Exodus. He was comparing himself to the great I am. He was making a declaration that him and God are one and the same. That is so intrinsically important. And he goes on, he says, I am the what? Can we put it up on the PowerPoint, please? He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And we're going to look at the first one now. It says, I am the next one then. I am the way. He says, I am the way. I am the way. I'm not one way. I'm not one of many ways. I am, everyone say, I am, I am. The, way. the way. Such an important distinction. It was such an exclusive statement. When he said, he didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. To the exclusion of everybody else who claims to be a way. He says, I am the way. I am the one and only way. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. I am the way. To believe in Jesus, to believe in Jesus isn't to believe 
He is one way. It's to believe he is the only way. It's just like when I talked about looking under the chairs before. You people at the back, you could have looked under your chairs as much as you wanted, but there was no chocolate under there because the chocolate was under the front two rows. It was specific, it was defined, and the amazing Amelia did exactly what she was asked to do. And so when I said, look under the front two rows, who at the back looked under their chairs? Or did you really? I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm impressed that you put your hand up. Did you find anything under your chairs? No, because I said, look under the front two rows. When Jesus said, I am the way, he didn't say, go looking everywhere else and see if you can find another way. He said, I am the only way. I think we forget that sometimes. It's like, oh, well, I'll try and do it this way or I'll try and do it that way. And he goes, no, 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 I am the way. I went down to um, Tasmania a few years ago with my wife and my beautiful daughter. And on the way down, we went to Phillip Island. Who's ever been to Phillip Island, Victoria? Phillip Island has a maze world. Have you ever been to the puzzle world and the maze world? It's so cool. There's this incredible maze. You go out through the door and then this maze and then there's these towers and you work your way through this and you've got to get your little like symbols and you, you go from one end of the maze and you work your way through and you get to the other end of the maze. Except there was only one problem. About halfway through, I realised I was busting for the bathroom. I mean, you know those moments where you go, I need to go to the bathroom now. And so... I could either try and figure it out on my own and that was going to end up in a very messy situation or I could send my daughter Rachel up to the top of the tower and she could tell me the way out. She could see from a different perspective to where I was stood and she could, and just by simply following her voice and following what she said, I was able to find the way out. I want to say to you today, I feel like Jesus is saying to some people who feel like they're stuck in a maze, who feel like I keep going down dead-end paths and then I turn around, I go to another dead-end path and I turn around, I go to another dead-end path and Jesus keeps going, stop trying to find the way on your own. I have a perspective that you don't understand and if you would just follow me, I am the way. There isn't another way. I'm not one of 10 ways. I am the one and the only way to show you how to get out of the messy, sticky situation. It didn't get messy and sticky, but the messy and sticky situation that you're in. I am the way. All I had to do was follow All I had to do was obey Rachel's voice, which made her feel very powerful, I must admit. But all I had to do was listen to what she said because from her advantage and her perspective, she could see things that I couldn't see. How many of us feel like sometimes we're in a maze and I can't seem to get out and I can't seem to find the way out? And Jesus, I feel like he's standing there and he's saying, you have tried in your own strength so many times to find a way and I'm trying to tell you today, I am the way. I am the way. I'm going to go to the next slide. He says, I am the truth. And I had this great illustration that um, my wife let me down. She didn't bring it. But I'm just kidding. Um, Am I still on? Okay, I wasn't sure. I lost my hum, so I thought, maybe I'm not on anymore. I'm just kidding. And so I've got this picture of a jigsaw puzzle. Imagine, imagine for a moment there's this jigsaw box and I take out the puzzle pieces and I give it to everybody and you all have a piece 
of the puzzle. You, you have an amazing piece. You have an amazing gift. You have something in your hand that's tangible. You can exchange it with other people. You can look to other people. But Jesus is the only one who has the whole picture. He is the only one who has the picture on top of the box. And he says, I am, I don't just have a piece of the truth. I have the whole truth. I have the whole picture. I am the whole picture. You're trying to figure out how to connect with God, how to get with God, how to know God better. And he's saying, I'm it. I am the way and I am the truth. You're trying to figure it out with a piece of the puzzle and I have the whole picture. Stop trying to figure it out on your own and start coming to me. Because I am the truth. I have the whole picture. I feel like, can I just say this? This is going to get me in trouble, I'm sure, with really religious people. But, but the truth is, when you go through Buddhism and you go through Hinduism and you go through Islam and you go through Judaism and you go through all these other religions, they have, they, they genuinely have pieces. Scripture reading, that's a great piece of the puzzle. Prayer, that's a great piece of the puzzle. Serving other people, what an incredible piece of the puzzle. They've got all meditation, meditation, slowing your mind down. That's a great piece of the puzzle. They've got all of these incredible pieces of the puzzle. And Jesus says, I've got the lid. I know what the whole puzzle looks like. I am the whole puzzle. In me, every piece finds its wholeness and completeness. Stop trying to find a bit of truth and exchange a bit of truth and swap a bit of truth and add a bit of truth because all you get is three or four pieces of a puzzle that make no sense. But come to me, for I am the way and I am the truth. I have the whole... Can, can you just picture for a minute how many people do you know are running around and they're like, I've prayed more and I've prayed more and I've prayed more, but I just don't seem to be getting anywhere and I don't sense His presence, so I'm just going to pray harder or I'm going to give more or I'm going to serve more and I'm and I'm and I'm going to do all this stuff. And Jesus is saying, can you just stop? Take a breath. You have a piece. You have a gift. It's an incredibly important piece. Without you, the puzzle is not complete. But if you would bring your peace, if you would bring your life to me, I'll make it make sense. I'll show you where you fit into the greater picture. I will make it make sense. Stop trying to do it in your own strength. Stop trying to find your own way and you find another dead end, another dead end. If you would bring your life, your piece of the puzzle, your truth, your portion of truth to me, I have the whole picture. I am the truth. And in me, every piece makes sense. And to me, your whole life makes sense. And it fits. And you have been uniquely created. And you are painted a unique, distinct colour. And you fit into a picture that is far bigger than you can ever imagine. Stop trying to do it on your own. Start bringing your piece of the puzzle to me and lay it at my feet. Jesus is unique in that he didn't just come and give you a piece of the puzzle. 
He, didn't just, he doesn't just leave you with pieces of the puzzle. He's unique because he has and is the entire puzzle and the entire picture. If we would just trust him. And lastly, I am the life. I love this. I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. And we say this and we go, yeah, yeah, he's the way to heaven. He is. I'm not denying heaven. Heaven is a real place. I don't want to diminish it. Just, I don't want to demean heaven. I, I'm really wanting to go one day. But I don't want to live my entire life for what may be or what is. I want to live my life in the I am. Not I will be. One day when you all do it right, I will be waiting for you in heaven with arms open wide. No, no, Jesus says, I am the life right here and now. I am the, the, the Greek word was zoe. I am the complete, full picture of your life and the fullness you're searching for and the fullness you want is found in me and in only me. I feel like he's saying, if you just follow me as the way and you would follow me as the truth, the direct result of that is that you will be filled with my life. I am the life, the life you've been searching for, the life you've been longing for, the life you've been yearning for. I, I'm, I'm the life. Stop trying to find your own way. Stop trying to make your piece of the puzzle make sense in and of yourself. Stop trying to ramp yourself up to new life. In him is the completion and the fullness found. I'm going to ask for the worship team to come back. I'm just going to ask you to come, and I'd really like you to just play quietly. The beautiful Alyssa is right now dashing to the front. Not so much dashing, more confusion. David's throwing his water bottle up to the people upstairs before he runs to the drums. I have no timer, so I have no idea how long I've gone for. I could be overtime or under time. I have no idea. Yes, Beck, I just realised I could tell the time. Look, it's 10.19. So. But I really like the timer that counts down that tells me how long I should be going for. And that way I don't have to do mathematics in my head. I want to create space this morning and I've... I have deliberately finished a little early. Because I'm going to create space this morning. I'm going to ask Sam to come and lead us around the communion table. I'm going to ask Sam to perhaps open the altar up. Because I feel like this morning and as I was preparing, I feel like, God, so many people both here and online are trying to make sense of everything in their own strength. And I'm trying to present to you this morning the picture of a treasure of immeasurable an incredible worth. The picture of a treasure of a God who holds his hands out to a hurting humanity. And he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I want to leave you with that thought this morning. 
thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.